My name is Dr. Rachel Gooding with ECU Health, and I'm here with Dr. Max Miller. How are you doing today, Dr. Miller? I'm doing well, thank you. All right. I'm glad to hear it. And we are here to talk about Zeprazidone. So starting off with, can you tell me a little bit more about the history of Zeprazidone? Yes, I can. Uh, So Zeprazidone is chemically similar to Risperdone of which it is a structural analog. Interestingly, it was first discovered in 1987, but didn't receive FDA approval until 2001, and that was for schizophrenia. And what is the mechanism of action of zeprazidone? Zeprazidone is a full antagonist of the D2 dopamine receptors and 5-HT2A receptors. The 5-HT2A and D2 antagonists work to decrease the hyperactive dopamine neurons in the subcortical and limbic regions, which is theorized to reduce psychotic symptoms in schizophrenia. Ciprazidone also helps preserve physiologic function and dopamine neurons that control extrapyramidal movement in the nigrostriatal pathway and prolactin secretion in the tuberoinfundibular pathway. Ciprazidone has one of the highest 5-HT2A D2 receptor affinity ratios, and is thought to cause less EPS for this reason. The beneficial effect on negative symptoms is also thought to be related to this receptor binding profile, as 5H2A receptor hypoactivity is commonly cited as a cause uh, for the negative symptoms in schizophrenia. Zeprazidone lacks potent alpha-1 receptor activity, which explains why less hypotension is reported as a side effect. Additionally, zeprazidone lacks antagonism of either the histamine H1 receptor or the muscarinic M1 receptors, which limits the sedation and cognitive blunting seen with some of the other antipsychotics which do have these effects and act on those receptors. Potent 5-HT1A partial agonism and 5-HT2C antagonism is thought to mediate some of the cognitive benefits on the negative symptoms associated with schizophrenia. Improvement in negative symptoms has been postulated to be from increases in both norepinephrine and dopamine within the prefrontal cortex. When given at lower doses, the 5-HT2C antagonist actions of zeprazidone is higher relative to the dopamine blocking effects from this medication. It has been reported in the literature that antipsychotic effects of zeprazidone are not actually seen until doses reach 120 to 160 milligrams per day. Okay, so it sounds like zeprazidone is a second-generation antipsychotic with its own unique um, aspects that overall seems like gives it less side effects than many other uh, drugs in the same class. So what exactly is zeprazidone FDA-approved to treat? So it's FDA-approved to treat schizophrenia, It's supposed to delay the relapse in schizophrenia with regard to psychotic episodes. It's also used in acute agitation when patients have schizophrenia. And then it's also used in acute mania and mixed state, as well as in bipolar maintenance. Can you tell me more about how zeprazidone is metabolized in the pharmacokinetics of the medication? Certainly. Zeprazidone is hepatically metabolized by aldehyde oxidase. Minor metabolism occurs via the CYP3A4 enzyme. 
The bioavailability of ziprazidone is 100% when administered intramuscularly and 60% when administered orally without food. Its biological half-life is 10 hours at doses of 80 to 120 milligrams. After a single dose of the intramuscular route of administration, the peak serum concentration typically occurs at about 60 minutes after the dose was administered. It can also occur earlier. After oral administration, the peak serum concentration occurs in six to eight hours after administration. Interestingly, a 2009 meta-analysis found that in patients receiving 120 to 160 milligrams per day, significantly lower rates of treatment discontinuation as compared with those receiving lower doses of ziprazidone. The study population included patients with schizophrenia, schizoaffective, and bipolar disorder. Low and medium dose ziprazidone groups were defined as 20 to 59 milligrams per day and 60 to 120 milligrams per day, respectively. Also, Ziprazidone has been shown to be beneficial as an adjunctive agent for patients with depression. A 2016 randomized double-blind placebo-controlled study found that in patients with major depressive disorder treated with escitalopram, there was greater reduction in depressive rating scales when augmentation was done with ziprazidone as compared to the escitalopram treatment alone group. So what are some of the notable or unique side effects of ziprazidone? Some rare side effects, but potentially life-threatening ones, could be drug reaction with eosinophilia and systemic symptoms, also known as DRESS. It can also prolong the QT interval more than some other antipsychotics, and priapism has been reported. In consideration of DRESS syndrome, it is a rare side effect in patients on ziprazidone with onset of hypersensitivity symptoms typically occurring one to four weeks after starting the medication, although one case has been reported of rapid recurrence of DRESS from ziprazidone with re-exposure to the medication. Although ziprazidone is frequently thought of as one of the antipsychotic agents with higher risk for QTC prolongation, there is evidence which would refute these claims. Ziprazidone has been compared to other antipsychotic medications for evaluating risk of QT interval prolongation. And in these agents that ziprazidone was compared against, such as haloperidol, olanzapine, risperidone, and quetiapine, there was no increased risk in the ziprazidone group. As a class, antipsychotics increase the risk of cerebrovascular accident and death when used in the elderly and should be used in cautions with patients who have history of seizures. Additionally, ziprazidone and all antipsychotics do place patients at increased risk for neuroleptic malignant syndrome. Ziprazidone uniquely rarely causes weight gain. Extrapyramidal symptoms seems to be lower with ziprazidone compared to other antipsychotics and ranges between 7 to 16% depending on the study and antipsychotic compared with. Does it interact with any drugs? Anything that can induce the CYP3A4 enzyme may decrease drug levels, while inhibitors may increase drug levels because ziprazidone relies upon the CYP3A4 enzymes for its metabolism. Additionally, 
It may antagonize levodopamine or other dopamine agonists. It can also potentiate antihypertensive treatment effects. And as discussed earlier, it is thought or commonly thought that it enhances QT interval prolonging effects of other drugs that also prolong the QT interval. Yeah, that is interesting because in my mind, when I think of ziprazidone, I do think of it as being more likely to cause QTC prolongation. So it's interesting to know that in reality, it's not so much the case. So if I have a patient with schizophrenia or bipolar, and I'm trying to decide what medication to put them on, when would I choose ziprazidone? So patients who may benefit the most from ziprazidone are those that are obese and who have diabetes. Ziprazidone does not affect the metabolic profiles as much as some other antipsychotics. Additionally, if patients are agitated in the context of decompensated schizophrenia and require rapid-acting medication, ziprazidone has the benefit of having an intramuscular formulation. Additionally, schizophrenic patients who suffer more from predominant negative symptoms or for bipolar maintenance at higher doses may also benefit from ziprazidone, and that would also be dependent on the dose with which you're choosing. So can you describe a clinical case where you wouldn't choose ziprazidone? Okay, so I have a, I have a pretty good example of a patient who you may want to use ziprazidone on, but for reasons or other medications that he is on, you would not want to use ziprazidone. So a patient that comes to mind is a 40-year-old male with a history of diabetes, hyperlipidemia, and obesity who presents with chronic atrial fibrillation, currently on rhythm control with sotalol. He also has schizophrenia. He's having acute agitation. Now, you would not want to use ziprazidone on this patient because he also is on a class 3 antiarrhythmic, sotalol, and that would increase the risk for QT interval prolongation. Okay. So it sounds like overall ziprazidone is a good second-generation antipsychotic to think about if I have a patient with schizophrenia, especially if they're acutely agitated, or a patient with bipolar. And even off-label, it can be used, it sounds like, as an augmentation for depression and mood. And it has a lot of benefit, especially in the patient population, if they have obesity or lipid issues, diabetes. They always have to think about the drug interactions. All right. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Miller. Thank you, Dr. Gooding.